0: Good day to you and welcome to the Oxcast. It's your weekly podcast running up the best events in and around Oxford and what events we have for you this week. If there's, if you don't find something to take your fancy, then I'll check your fancy, really. Katie, who joins me today, will be running up uh, a couple of theatrical experiences and other stuff you can do during half-term. And I'll be running through some talks and an excellent cinema roundup first, what we want to think about uh, right in the middle of our working week. What's happening at the weekend, Katie? <laughs>
1: um, I've picked up a couple of events to get you out and about in Oxford this weekend. So first up, it's Bothy Vineyard Open Day. Um, this is on Saturday from 11am until 6pm. Um, this is a really lovely vineyard and uh, the owners are super friendly. I went a couple of years ago and had a really lovely day. Um, one fantastic thing about this open day is there are free tastings all day yeah potentially dangerous there's also a plant sale a short tour um at 11am and also at 3pm and Um, If you just want to go along, try some wine and have a little relax, you can picnic on the grounds and just chat with the producers. Oh, glorious. Yeah, it's such a beautiful vineyard and they've got a dog and it's really friendly. (laughs) Um, And it's just a really, really nice way to spend a weekend. Um, If you want to learn a bit more about wine, uh, author Graham Harding will be giving a talk from his book, A Wine Miscellany. Uh, He'll be telling stories that he's picked up. Over these years of experience. Um, if you want to go to that, it's £4 per head. And there's also tastings while you're listening to him. Dogs are very welcome to attend. <laughs> I don't think they get any wine.
0: No.
1: Uh, it's probably best. And yeah, just go down and try the Oxford Rosé. I've gone on about this before, but it's, I think, the best rosé I've ever had. Really? They've still got it. They only produced about 900 bottles of it. What's it like? Um, It's just... It's not too sweet, it's just so refreshing. It's like a white wine, but nicer somehow. Yeah, it's just beautiful.
0: This could be the one to convert me to rosé.
1: Genuinely, I used to hate rosé, now I love it. So that's the Bothy Vineyard Open Day on Saturday, and it's free. Sadly, this weekend it's the last chance to um, pop to the lovely Darnaton Stitch Shop. They will be casting off after almost eight years in Oxford, uh, but never fear, there will be another Oxford Independent shop moving in. So that's something, at least. And I think they'll actually be selling some of Don and Stitches' wares. So they're having a farewell party on Saturday from 10 a.m. until 6 p.m. So pop along and make the most of their closing down sale. I think it's about 25% off most of their stuff, which is amazing.
0: Darn it. <laughs>
1: Never fear if you have enlisted on a class or a course, they will continue to run through May but, but all alterations and darnings will need to be collected by the 29th so make sure you do that. Yeah, it's sad to see them go but I wish them all the best for the future, it's really been great to have them in Oxford, they're, su- they're such a lovely little shop to pop yeah. into. A little shameless self-promotion now, we've got a great Pick Your Own page on our website um, This will show you all the fantastic pick-your-owns available in Oxfordshire. We've even got a really cute little map with strawberries pinpointing all the different farms. Here are a few highlights. We've got um, Medley Manor Farm, which is just a short walk from Port Meadow. So you could pop along, get your produce and then pop to the pub, which would be lovely. Um, Peachcroft Farm near Abingdon have a really good crop of asparagus ready for picking. Um, and they also have locally produced smoked salmon and goose feather pillows.
0: Wow, for yeah. picking? F-
1: for <laughs> well, I'm sure you could pick your own in the shop. <laughs> um, and finally, Rectory Farm at Stanton St. John, which is near Forest Hill. Um, have strawberries ready for picking every day from 9.30 until 6pm. You could pick loads of stuff and then go have a picnic on Port Meadow.
0: Oh, Perfect. What a plan. And Enjoy the 24 degree heat. Oh my goodness. At last count, that was the weekend average.
1: (laughs) Oh my word. Refresh yourself with some strawberries.
0: Mm -hmm. Now, if you've ever been in that public square, you know, the the one in Tyne up in front of the Westgate and the old public library, and heard an acquaintance mistakenly refer to it as Bond Square, (laughs) you may wish to correct them ever so gently. You charlatan. In 1947, Oxford formed the first Anglo-German twinning link with Bonn, then the capital of Germany. And we are twinned, yes. It's one of our several twinned cities. Um And this year we're celebrating 70 years of friendship with the people of Bonn. Wow.
1: That's flown by. <laughs>
0: <laughs> ever since we first met. Um, and... Oxford is going to be hosting a weekend of activities. Coach loads of visitors from Bonn will be joining us for the celebrations. It's true. Wow. Yeah. That's so cool. We're having events, and of course they're they're going to come and join. And I'll be here from Thursday to Sunday. I <laughs> hope they do come in coaches with little flags and welcome with <laughs> open arms. Oh. That'll be so lovely. The first sign the public may get of these celebrations is on Friday afternoon. Ode to Joy. Uh, which is the European anthem Um it's going to be sung publicly in Radcliffe Square by uh, two choirs from Bonn who are both twinned with the East Oxford Community Choir. Mm. Yes, twi- choirs get twinned as well. So yes, these uh, lovely choral visitors are going to be taking part in a concert in the evening but to warm up the East Oxford Community Choir, Bonn people and anyone who wants to be involved mm. really and you know whether you can hold a tune or not um, to join um, in Radcliffe Square ready to start singing at one so whether you can hold a tune or not uh, join them in Radcliffe Square 1pm on Friday at the Bodleian entrance um, so the the concert for which that's I guess a spectacular warm up um, is that evening at Oxford Town Hall 7.30 um, and Beethoven's 9th will be performed in its entirety uh, so it's the choral symphony which needs huge forces um, and so they're 200 singers involved uh, with the Oxford Studio Orchestra. Wow. Um, sing that symphony, which contains the European anthem. Beethoven himself, where was he born? Born? Excellent guess! <laughs>
1: yes! <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, this is, should be spectacular. Um, tickets, in case I didn't mention, which I didn't, um, are £10, and under 18s get in for £6. There's also an economic forum on Friday which is now sadly sold out but there will be chat about how Oxford and Bonn can remain friends in a changing economic climate. Um, no, I, I, I don't want to be misunderstood here. In Broad Street, in the middle of the day four hours, it's going to be glorious weather as we mentioned um, the Burger Fest traditional street fair is happening. It's not going to be burger focused, I've uh, got to
1: Thank you, <laughs> thank you for breaking the news so gently.
0: I've got to make this clear I'm, I'm very sorry. I'm um, Burger, I suppose, means citizen in German. Okay, so it's a classic German burger fest. It's a people's street festival, <laughs> um, and there will be market stalls, lots of activities, live performances from singers and dancers from both Oxford and Bonn. There might be burgers as well. There's there's going to be food and drink um, throughout the afternoon. The Museum of Oxford are going to be part of that. Um, have a family fun day, um, running for the full f- afternoon. Uh, giving you the chance to explore the stories of these twin cities. Uh, so you can find out about the history of twinning. I I need to do that, because I... Um, discover the stories behind the coat of arms of both cities, and design and make your own twinning badge. At the Western Library, at Bonn at the Bodleian is running from 11am to 4pm. Um, it's joining in the celebrations with a special display of the Bodleian's Beethoven collection, uh, including original scores, sketches and manuscripts players from the Oxford Phil will be bringing Beethoven to life, a live storyteller will tell German tales and there are family activities to join in with including the chance to print your own postcard on the Bodleian's hand press and write a message to someone in Bonn.
1: Oh, that's lovely. <laughs>
0: you see, the the, uh, the tradition of having pen pals is still alive. <gasps> a further insight into German composers uh, will be happening at St. Columba's United Reform Church at 2pm where they're having a look through Bach's cantata, introducing you to the musical and theological background, giving you tea, and then performing the cantata twice with a poetic interlude. If you, even if you charge charged twice, it's still free. <laughs> um, finally, the culmination of this weekend of special events um, is happening at the Sheldonian on Saturday at half seven. Um, it's called Bon Anniversaire, which is a hilariously cringeworthy pun. <laughs> <laughs> Because it is, you know, it's an anniversary. Yes, and Marios Papadopoulos and the Oxford Philharmonic Orchestra will be playing yet more Beethoven. Um, it's the Piano Concerto number five. Glorious. And the Symphony number five. Glorious. <laughs> um, really, the Emperor Concerto is has got to be heard. And you can hear it. Its uh, tickets uh, range from £10 to £42. To look into these events and more, it's on the website oxford.gov.uk slash 2017 Absolutely everything is accessible from there Bon Voyage!
1: On to theatre now um, I've chosen two plays which have been inspired by other works um, or a historical event So first up it's Seven for a Secret which is being performed by the Pegasus Youth Theatre this Thursday to Saturday So this work has been inspired by Philip Pullman's Lyra's Oxford, and it's set in Oxford, and is based around the story of six teenagers who go missing, leaving behind chalk outlines of their bodies. Now, on the 10th anniversary, the younger sister of one of the disappeared begins investigating this strange occurrence. Um, So this play promises to mix human questions with a magical reality, much like Philip Pullman's Dark Materials does. What's particularly special about this piece is um, that it's being performed in a secret location, uh, which can be explored before the show starts, which is very intriguing. Um, I imagine you have to book tickets first to find out where to go. Mm -hmm. So there are performances every 15 minutes from 6pm until 645 on Thursday, Friday and Saturday evening, and on Saturday there also performances at 1, 1.15, 1.30, 1.45. They're very short performances, I'm sure they're very intriguing. So that's 7 for a secret this Thursday to Saturday, and tickets are £9 or £6 for concessions. Next up, it's Tank at the Old Fire Station this Friday at 7.30. Um, this is a very intriguing piece and was inspired by the Dolphin House experiments which took place in America in the 1960s. So basically, an American scientist called Margaret Howe Lovett um, lived with a dolphin for 10 weeks. and okay. Yeah. and in, in a tank? Yeah, it's called the Dolphinarium. And basically, there was sort of... the ground floor as it were was a tank where the dolphin could live and then the upper floor was made waterproof and that's where she lived oh yeah house share yeah (laughs) yeah uh margaret did this in order to try and teach peter the dolphin english as part of a nasa funded research project into human animal communication
0: really yeah this is like the men who stare at goats all over again
1: yeah it's really interesting this is there seems to be a trend at the moment to explore bizarre Cold War-era experiments and to put them on stage and just sort of puzzle over them and see what the findings were. Yeah. It's really cool. So Margaret's lessons with Peter the Dolphin were very controversial at the time, as some of her methods were, let's say, unconventional, oh. and <laughs> and included injecting a dolphin with LSD. Um,
0: Come on now, everything, did everything have to have LSD in it?
1: Well, apparently so.
0: <sighs> I blame Cary Grant.
1: Um, as you can imagine, given the themes of the show, uh, this is suitable for ages 14 plus. So bear that in mind when booking, it's not going to be like Flipper. Tripper. Uh, <laughs> more like. But in fact, the dolphins used in the experiment were extras in Flipper, which <laughs> is just...
0: Really? Yeah. Special guest stars?
1: Yeah. His, his mates. <laughs> <laughs> so that's Tank at the Old Fire Station this Friday from 7.30. Tickets are £12 or £10 for concessions. I don't think it's going to be a show you'll forget.
0: Lots of interesting speakers and perspectives um, at all these meetings. And everything I'm about to talk about is free. Yay! Just so you know, I always take value into consideration. <laughs> Firstly, a talk convened by COMPASS, which is the Oxford University Centre on Migration Policy and Society. Lots of seminars and talks going up in the near future, including imagining Oxford's future in a couple of weeks' time. Um, this one, though, is entitled, How does it feel to grow up in Oxford? And considers how growing up in this city has changed in the past 40 years, and in what way it's different here from other cities in England. So there's a panel of speakers of uh, different generations and backgrounds. Danny Dorling, who was, what a surprise, brought up in Oxford, is an expert on local and national inequality, and he'll be reflecting on his experiences and knowledge. Um, another contributor is Paul Dash, an artist and former lecturer who moved to Oxford from Barbados when he was a young boy. and Now he lives in London. Paul's going to be talking about his own migration and what it was like arriving in Oxford in the late 50s. Really interesting man, want to hear his perspective. Um, attendance is free, booking is recommended for the purposes of catering. And doesn't that Ooh. sound promising? <laughs> Do of everything, please? Um, something else, entirely different, happening the following day, Friday, at 6pm in Port Meadow, where you're invited to join the Berkshire, Buckinghamshire and Oxfordshire Wildlife Trust and their supporters on Oxford's wonderful Port Meadow to show how much that glorious space means to us all. The publicity event is called Put Nature at the Heart of the General Election and is uh, the results are intended to show prospective MPs why they should put nature and the environment at the heart of what they do. Um, so the Oxford Meadows, they're protected by EU legislation but there's no guarantee this will continue after the UK leaves the eu
1: oh my goodness
0: so we don't want um such places as uh, port meadow to be vulnerable to the impacts of nearby development the trust bbowt for short um it's going to be meeting at 6 p.m at the northern end of the meadow at godstow car park and we'll walk onto the meadow to form a heart-shaped chain for the photo session from seven mm. so going to be a a huge heart made of people um, <laughs> photographed, I presume, from above like, mm. like a big art attack. Be a part of this. You're invited to wear brightly coloured clothes or come dress as your favourite animal. Oh! See? Yes. Um, <laughs> and bring your friends and family along. Well-behaved dogs are included in that. On leads, please. Uh, refreshments will be provided.
1: This is great.
0: So, <laughs> <laughs> humans and animals join to, pr- to uh, form a giant heart. ...and raise some awareness of the impacts that leaving the EU may have on our local wild places. Take your own photos and videos and share them. Hashtag BBOWT, please. On Tuesday evening from 6, you're invited to join the University of Oxford's LGBT Plus group... um, ...for an evening of micro-talks in celebration of Pride. The event's called Rainbow Journeys, LGBT Plus experiences throughout the decades. Emphasis on the out... That's not editorial. That's actually in the event. <laughs> oh, fine. Um, uh, it's taking place at Wadham College on Parks Road, Wadham. One of the colleges who both literally and metaphorically keeps the rainbow flag flying. Um, so amongst our speakers, um, we have Rob Parsons. He's talking about coming out in the 60s, Campions and Coffee Evenings. Tina Beardsley, who will be talking about coming out in the 70s and the 80s and the 90s, a <laughs> trans woman's story. Hearing perspectives on how the experience has uh, changed or stayed the same throughout the 20th century mm. and beyond. This is, by the way, uh, Reverend Dr. Christina Beardsley, um, Vice Chair of Changing Attitude, a network of Church of England members who are LGBT and heterosexual. Also, very, very interesting story. Um, also, Sandy Downs. is a graduate of Corpus Christi, by the way, um, and now works as Sabbatical Vice President for Welfare and Equal Opportunities um, at the University Student Union. Um, She's equally passionate about reducing bisexual erasure and increasing the visibility of women within the LGBT community. This is, just to restate, Abonet from 6pm next Tuesday, the 30th of May, at Wadham College and admission is free.
1: As I'm sure parents and children alike are very aware, it's half term next week. Teachers and children rejoice. <laughs> Maybe not the parents. Um, I've got a little roundup of all the things to keep your little darlings occupied during the long week. So first up, it's Merlin and magic at Oxford Castle unlocked. Uh, this is a special tour where you can embark on a family quest around the castle, completing a themed activity trail before venturing on to brew your very own magic potion. <laughs> so tickets are the same price as usual. It's £10.95 for adults and £7.75 for children. Next up, it's ohoy There at <laughs> the uh, Museum of the History of Science. Uh, this is on Thursday and Friday. So that's the 1st and 2nd of June um, from 2 until 4pm and is free. This is an opportunity to discover early voyages of exploration with maps, globes, and hands-on navigational instruments. Mm. Um, These are drop-in sessions suitable for 7 to 13-year-olds, so pop along and learn more. So that's at the Museum of the History of Science on Thursday and Friday next week. If you have any budding paleontologists, I'm sure they would be very interested in going along to Dinosaur Discovery at the Oxfordshire Museum on Wednesday the 31st of May. Um, this is a chance to unearth bones, excavate their own fossils, and design and construct a moving pterodactyl.
0: Hang <laughs> <laughs> on.
1: I don't think it's life-size.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry, this, this week you can write postcards to people in Bonn, make... Pterodactyls. What, was she, what did you say before? Make um, an astrolabe or something?
1: <laughs> I didn't promise any astrolabes, okay. but you can definitely find out more about them. <laughs> there's definitely a very niche range of interests <laughs> <laughs> being explored this half term. Uh, there's a dino garden as well, so you can meet a life-size megalos- megalosaurus, which is very cool. Um... Dinosaur discovery sessions are at ten fifteen and eleven forty five a.m. It's eight pounds for adults and is suitable for ages five to seven. But I assume the adults have to be there to keep an eye on things. <laughs> um, also at the Oxfordshire Museum is the Science of Magic, which is again on Wednesday, but this time it's at two until three p.m. Uh, this allows kids to explore the science behind some of the world's favourite magic tricks and includes swimming eggs, disappearing coins, and is advertised as being suitable for any budding potters or grangers.
0: Which
1: is nice. This session is £5 per person and is suitable for ages 7 to 11. Finally... um, I don't think we've talked about food enough in this podcast. Nope. I mean, we mentioned burger, but that's that's just not enough. There is a medieval banquet which is being held at the Donnington Community Centre on Wednesday, the thirty first, from twelve thirty until two. Oh my, it's very cool. This is organised by the Donnington Over Fifties Group, um, who have made this event to raise money for the Donnington Doorstep. Family Drop in Centre. You can enjoy a delicious homemade medieval feast with music and dancing and children's activities. Um, make sure to reserve a place either by going to the Donnington doorstep website or by emailing argossif413 at gmail.com. Don't worry, that link's on the website. Or you can get your tickets at the Donnington doorstep family drop-ins on Mondays and Wednesday mornings. There are definitely lots of very fun activities to keep the kids and parents busy this half-term.
0: Finally, to the cinema, and here at Daily Info, of course, we remain entirely neutral and unbiased towards which cinemas we, you know,
1: we oh, patronise
0: yeah. and, and and go to and talk about. But the Phoenix Picture House is awesome. <laughs> um, Subtle.
1: I don't think anyone noticed. No one
0: noticed. Um, <laughs> I was struck this week by how many films there that are coming out there and being screened that I would go and see. Basically I would live there for the next week <laughs> and see absolutely everything. It also runs a film quiz upstairs in the Phoenix Bar um, on the last Monday of every month. Um, it's happening therefore next Monday the 29th at 8pm suitable for all levels of knowledge. You don't have to be a super cinephile or anorak. Um, <laughs> you can bring a team or find one on arrival. Anyway, amongst the things opening this weekend, we have, first of all, The Red Turtle. Oh. A beautiful, beautiful animation called The Red Turtle. Um, now, if you see a trailer for it, you may recognise the style. Um, this is, in part, a Studio Ghibli production. It's also the first to have a non-Japanese director. So animator Michael dudok Wit. nice name. Great name. Um, who is wonderfully Dutch. Has been working on this kind of for the last decade uh, with Studio Ghibli's oversight, oh, goodness. And, it, and it's the story of a castaway and a giant turtle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've been we've been having a look at some stills from the from the film, and even in them, there's enough to appreciate. Um, <laughs> you know, I'd have these on my wall. Yeah, I'd happily have a look at stills. And am there. Combined into a feature film, it's something very absorbing. It's, it's a rather lush and beautiful appearance of everything, and the the ratio. I'm going to get boring here. So the aspect <laughs> ratio, you know, you can change the aspect ratio yeah. on your on your TV, um, is 1.85 to one. So it's very like long thin landscape aspect, which gives lots of room for nature and lots of things, lots of uh, a kind of sense of the expanse. In which uh, our castaway lives and also swims with with turtles, because that's that's a big part of things. Um, it's not entirely silent, but it's entirely dialogue free um, which is especially interesting when the castaway discovers he's not the only human on the island um, I hope this intrigues. I will be watching this at least once <laughs> um, and it's out from Friday at the Phoenix. I'm sure it will be popping up in other places. Also coming out on Friday is The Other Side of Hope, which is the story of an unlikely friendship between a Syrian asylum seeker and a Finnish restauranteur. Keeping up with all the the wonderful names here. Mm -hmm. It's the winner of the Berlin Silver Bear for Best Director. And it's a beautiful, timely film from one of the world's leading auteurs. Finland's master of deadpan comedy... Aki Karizmaki. Um His last film Le Havre uh, Covered many of the same themes um, About refugees arriving in France And Finding community Where it's not quite expected The style here is Interesting it, I guess it's He gets to be called Auteur because his style is Unique It might be described as Slightly harder hitting Fairy tale Wes Anderson <laughs> <laughs> But also also considers the refugee experience and being uh, being homeless and and pretty tough situations, which are very much in the international uh, awareness at the moment. So Khaled, uh, played by Sherwin Haji, arrives at the port of Helsinki concealed in a coal container, and he's fleeing his homeland of Syria uh, to seek asylum in Finland. Um the so the rather unwelcoming administration he encounters at the detention centre um is frustrating and he makes a break for it and heads out onto the streets. Here's where it could have gone, Ken Looch. Um but social realism isn't really part of the tonal palette here. Instead he meets Vic Strom, who's a former shirt salesman, who has uh, left his unhappy marriage for a new life as proprietor of an amusingly crap restaurant. <laughs> Again, watch the trailer then when they eventually become friends it's a case of whether kindness and Scandinavian rockabilly can heal the deeper wounds that life may inflict so as is usual in the films of Kara's Maggie we have hilarious side gags um, poker faced one-liners really people people generally don't smile uh, in these films which makes it even more hilarious and a great soundtrack it's certainly worth a watch that's the other side of hope opening this Friday at the Phoenix Picture House now Millions of other films I could talk about, but instead of that, I direct you to dailyinfo.co.uk slash events, where you can see the full cinema listings and listings of every genre of thing. <laughs>
1: does seem that it. way. And don't forget to follow us on social media. We're at Daily Info on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter.